Welcome to the Ready Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo, your uh, host today, and I'm sitting down with Greg uh, Sarkin, the founder uh, of Abaco Polarized. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> For someone who is yet to hear of your brand, how would you best describe uh, Abaco to them? So I would describe Abaco as a company that specializes in manufacturing a high-quality polarized sunglass uh, backed by a lifetime warranty uh, for, at a very reasonable price. So, Greg, this Abaco clearly has an interesting story. I know you started it kind of in a way in 2008 with a retail store. Can you kind of walk us through the inception and how you got to uh, the Abaco of today? Absolutely. Uh, in 2008, my wife and I started a retail store in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, it was in a little town called Abacoa, a uh, very small town with a shopping center, uh, small retail presence. Started a little 800 square foot sunglass store. Uh, selling brand name sunglasses, anywhere from uh, $50 sunglasses on up to $500 sunglasses. Uh, over the years, we established a great following, uh, mainly due to customer service. Uh, we're all about customer service, making sure that our customers are very happy with the product, the service that they get from us. Uh, this particular store was located across the street from Roger Dean Stadium, and and. Once a year, uh, a lot of fans would fly in to watch spring training right across the street from us. They would stop into our store. Uh, they forgot their pair of sunglasses back home or just wanted to pick up a souvenir to go home with. We'd wind up selling them a pair of sunglasses from our store uh, at a very high level of customer service. So my wife and I ran the store, uh, very interested in the customers who walked in the door, created that personal connection with them, and made sure that we weren't just selling them a pair of sunglasses, but the best pair of sunglasses for their needs. A lot of times a customer would walk in and just specifically say, what is the best pair of sunglasses? Rather than just walking them over to the most expensive pair of sunglasses, we would figure out what the best sunglasses for their needs are, how they're going to use them, what's going to fit their face the best, what's important to them. Give them that very, very personalized experience. Because of that, when they went back home to whatever state they came from, they would actually wind up calling us up uh, from you know, St. Louis, from New York, and say, you know what, I was just walking in the mall, I tried on this pair of sunglasses, really like them, but I didn't want to buy them from a big company, I wanted to support you, I really liked the service you gave when we were in on vacation, ask me if we could take a phone order. Uh, at the time, we weren't really taking phone orders, which is what got me involved in working on a, a website uh, so that we can take orders uh, remotely. Uh, so we built a website for our retail store, for our customers that were out of town and still wanted to continue to buy from us. Uh, once we did that, the business really took off. Uh, we were able to offer that same personalized service for our customers calling from out of town on the web, selling the brand name sunglasses to them as if they were in our store. Did a lot of virtual try-ons, things like that, demonstrations of the product. And that's what really made our e-commerce portion of the business take off. And when you had the store, were the sunglasses your own brand or were you selling other brands at that time? At the time, it was all brand name sunglasses. So anything you'd walk into one of the retail stores in the mall and find all of the big brand names, that's what we were focusing on selling. So how did you make the transition from 
sort of main bra- mainstream brands to then your own? So around 2013, 2014, we started seeing a common denominator from our uh, customers that were buying sunglasses from us, very happy with the service when we'd sell them the sunglass. Again, we were an e-commerce company at the time. Uh, take a little step back. In 2012, uh, our e-commerce portion of the, the company took off so well that we wound up moving out of our 800-square-foot uh, storefront into a 4,000-square-foot warehouse uh, to house all of the sunglasses that we were selling online. Uh, around 2013, 2014, we were selling a very large amount of sunglasses online, and a lot of our customers were starting to get very disappointed in the warranties of the brand name sunglasses that we were selling. Uh, a scratch lens, uh, they'd send back the sunglass to the manufacturer, and the manufacturer wouldn't cover a scratch lens, they wouldn't cover a temple that fell off, even one of the very popular brands, the logo uh, was consistently falling off when our customers were sending their sunglasses back to this very popular sunglass company that the logo fell off. Uh, they were starting to get uh, responses from the sunglass company saying, well, the sunglass, it's just aesthetic appearance of the sunglass. The sunglasses still work and they'd want to charge them uh, for a brand new pair of sunglasses. And in my thought, I'm thinking, you know, that logo of that sunglass is the most important sunglass to that sunglass company, you would think they would want their logo to still remain on that customer sunglass and just send them another pair, but they wouldn't. They want to charge them for a whole other sunglass. A replacement of lenses was very expensive, even under what they call their warranty. So 2013, 2014, uh, my staff and I started talking about starting our own brand. If we did, what we would do, how we could make things right uh, by the customer's point of view how to basically provide the great customer service as a brand, just like we were as a retailer. So long story short, in 2015, we decided to start our own brand uh, called Abaco. And uh, the name came from our old sunglass store. Uh, It was called the Sunglass Shop of Abacoa in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, Abacoa was always very difficult for our customers to read and pronounce. So we chopped off the A and that's how we got the name Abaco. Uh, so 2015, started manufacturing our own sunglasses, backed by a uh, lifetime warranty. Every sunglass that we make is polarized. Everything is designed to be very lightweight and comfortable. So 2015, we kind of gave it a try to see if we can come out with our own sunglass brand. It took off so quickly that we wound up no longer selling all of the other brand name sunglasses and just focusing on our own brand. This is fascinating to me. Did you have any background in manufacturing uh, previously? Zero. Zero. Okay. Absolutely. So. Absolutely zero. It, it, I'm just all about customer service and making sure that customers getting what they paid for, customers happy with the product. And if they're not just when they walk out the door, uh, but while they're wearing the product, our customers would call us up, ask us a lot of technical questions, things, how can, how can they do something with their sunglasses? We would get very involved in that. We, in many cases, we would go back to these big brands and try to give feedback from our customers on what they want, how they're using them. The big brands were not worried. They didn't want to hear it from us. They just wanted us to continue to sell the product at the volume we were selling at, and they were not interested in hearing what can make things better by the customer. That's really interesting. Now, how, how did you go about um, starting to make your own sunglasses? Did you, sp- did you pick specific models? Did you start with like maybe one or two SKUs and then... 
work through a few partners to manufacture it? Did you make it yourself? How did, how did that process sort of come to fruition? We started with what we consider three staple sunglass styles that our customers always like. Uh, they fit uh, a variety of face shapes. We didn't want to go with anything too risky. We didn't go into the designer line. Uh, we didn't even go into the sport line. We stuck with lifestyle, and we just thought, let's pick three styles to start with. And if these three styles work, then we could continue to grow our line. Uh, so we, like I said, we just picked kind of three of the staple shapes that our customers liked, started working with some factories, started working, you know, on the manufacturing side. Uh, and I got to tell you, it, it was not easy by any means. Uh, I really had a, a couple of lessons taught to me by trial and error that uh, if you, you may think you uh, that the factory is going to manufacture something based upon their expertise of what you need. I quickly had to learn the ins and outs of the engineering of the sunglasses of the different models, because if you don't ask for exactly what you want, they're going to build you uh, what's on something that they might have sold to another factory that might have had some some issues. Uh, we really had to learn the engineering inside and out, you know, on our own. Was this an expensive sort of endeavor to start? Did you need a lot of upfront capital to place these orders or were they pretty flexible in the volumes? So we started small. We started, like I said, with three SKUs, kind of gave it a, you know, see if we had a proof of concept. So being the fact that we started small, uh, it was able to allow us to grow uh, with with our own revenue. We, we weren't out looking for, uh, you know, capital to start this idea of a brand and you know we are so we were able to start with our proof of concept by knowing what our customers like knowing what what they don't like about uh, the current situation of buying sunglasses from the big brands and just building on it that way so no it wasn't a heavy investment up front we didn't go for outside funding it was all self-funded uh it's just a question of uh figuring out uh which styles to start with and uh what factories we're going to work with and uh not sleeping for about three years while we're in the in, in the startup stages <laughs> yeah you miss those days <laughs> i don't well i still have those uh i i still have those believe it or not that hasn't went away uh but i got you know now the difference is we're just expanding our line so what i'm doing you know during the day is we'll work the ba- we'll work the business work our customer service, uh, work our online sales, things like that. And then at the night is when we work on the manufacturing. That's really interesting. Now, I want to come back to the customer service piece of the business because I think that's really important. But I want to talk about um, a point you brought up earlier, the fact that you said, I believe it was 2012, 2013 is when the online store really started to kick off or explode. Um, What would you relate that sort of uh, growth to? Is there anything in particular that you guys did that really helped catapult things forward? So one thing is the customer service. Uh, we found that our cus- every time we sold a sunglass to our customer, our customer, when they came back to us with a brand name sunglass uh, that had broke and we provided them excellent customer service on helping them work with the factory, work with the manufacturer on getting it fixed, we learned from the mistakes that the manufacturers made. We applied those uh, fixes to our company so that if a customer puts a sunglass up on on the top of their head and the temple breaks off because of how they used it, uh, our warranty would cover everything, including accidental breakage, accidental scratches. Uh, So, 
you know, it's just basically the years of experience on how to treat our customers right. When you treat the customer right, they recommend you to their friends, their family, and that's how we built our business. That's really interesting. Now, um, let's let's talk about the customer service in more detail. Um, obviously, when it's you and your wife when you were first starting out in the store and you're sort of seeing all of the customers and you can kind of gauge how... Um, uh, the feedback is based on the customer service. How did you scale that as you went online? So, like I said, it started out with my wife and I. We brought on one one person to help us with in-store sales, uh, mainly because we started building out our website and getting a little bit busier in the back. I would train our customer service representatives that would work in the store uh, to make sure that Every customer is happy. We, we had the, pol- the policy in our store that a customer does not leave unsatisfied. Every customer has to leave happy. As we started growing and we started bringing our in-store customers into the e-commerce side of the business, we let them know that it's very important that that's how we were able to build our brick-and-mortar business. We want to take the customer service, the level of customer service that we provide our brick-and-mortar customers and apply that towards the web. So we trained our ser- our customer service and salespeople on the floor in our store. And then when we transitioned them over to our e-commerce side of the business, we made sure that they provided the same level of service uh, to the e-commerce customer as we would as the customer in the store. Right. That's interesting. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about the, the product itself. Obviously, the, the, there's really, in my mind, two things that uh, differentiate you from other brands that make eyewear. And you can correct me if you think there are more. First one, obviously, that we've been talking about a lot is the customer uh, service of um, the brand. The second piece is the warranty, uh, which I guess kind of goes hand in hand with the customer service. Is there anything else that you would sort of highlight about the sunglasses themselves that would differentiate them from other brands out there? Right. So uh, the... Customer service and warranty go hand in hand. Those were attributes with our our company. Uh, Regarding the products themselves, they're all designed to be very lightweight and comfortable. Every sunglass that we make is polarized. Uh, So we look at the attributes of the company being excellent customer service, lifetime warranty. And then we look at the attributes of our products to be all lightweight, comfortable, all polarized lenses. Interesting. Now, over the years... um... Obviously, there have been a lot of trials and tribulations of building the the business. Um, what would you say have been some of the biggest uh, sort of mistakes that you guys have made? So, <clears throat> some of the, some of the things I'd say that you know some walls we ran into were uh, when we first started our company. We're a South Florida based company, and when we would start manufacturing our products, sometimes you don't know what to ask for until you already have your product out of the gate. So. Uh, when we originally started our company, we did not always apply uh, extra special coatings to the lenses to prevent them from saltwater erosion. Uh, so in the beginning, our first order, uh, we started manufa- starting ha- started having some sunglasses come back to us where the saltwater was eating the metals on the lenses. Uh, once we found out about that problem, we went back to our factory. How could we solve this problem? Had to come up with our own proprietary formula actually to solve it because they told us the salt content that we were getting on our lenses was greater than a lot of the other companies that aren't in the South Florida market. So we actually had to formulate our own saltwater coatings uh, to better prevent the mirror, mirrors from staying uh, or mirrors from coming off in the saltwater. 
it's kind of funny how things come up over time that you never think you'd ever have to deal with. Like in a, in the years of running the business, did you ever think something like that would be an issue? Not at all. Cause you know, that, that was one of the things, like I was saying, you kind of have to learn about the engineering process and what goes into the sunglass as you're going. Uh, in the beginning, you know, you go to the factories, the, the factories that make the high quality sunglasses and, if you don't ask for it, they won't tell you you need it. And that was one of those cases where we went to some of the best factories that produce the lenses, the best factories that produce the frames. And if you don't know what you don't know, you sometimes don't ask for something and you try to rely on their guidance, but that only takes you so far. You really have to figure things out as you go. So like I said, in the beginning, we did, we did find that our lenses weren't holding up uh, to the level uh, that we would like them to hold up. Until we, you know, went back to them and said, "What could we do to prevent the problem?" Their first run of uh, providing us with the saltwater coatings on the lenses still didn't hold up to the level that we wanted our product to, especially being that it's a lifetime warranty. So we had to go back and forth with the factory quite a, you know, quite a few times until we got uh, that the coatings to the level of our satisfaction where we feel now we're providing our customer uh, the product that. We, we feel comfortable standing behind with the lifetime warranty. And, you know, again, it's one of those things that you don't know, you don't know. And uh, we, we had to learn really fast about the chemistry of what salt water does to metals and metal coatings on lenses. That's so interesting. Now, what's the best part about running um, a brand like this? I honestly, the best part is reading our reviews online. Uh, the reviews online and the emails that come in from our customers. I had one come in from a gentleman in Hawaii yesterday. Uh, he's asking me, uh, he bought three pairs of sunglasses in the past four or five months from our company, uh, lives in Hawaii, told us that he absolutely loves our sunglasses and he can't believe that every store in Hawaii isn't carrying them. Went into a few stores, uh, tried uh, explaining how his, how his experience has been with our company and uh, you know, how, how he can help us get into, to break into the market in Hawaii. We get emails, phone calls like that all the time uh, from customers that just love our product, love the customer experience that they've had and want to help us grow our brand. So in my opinion, the best part of running this company is that engagement with the customer. I'm very in tune with our customer. Uh, I see every customer service email that comes through. Everything goes to customer service, gets co I get copied on it. And uh, I make sure that every customer is happy in every scenario. Um, so best part is really being able to connect with our customers after they get satisfied on a product level, on a personal level. And they're, they're actually what's helping drive our company and grow so quickly. I have to ask you, before you started um, Abaco, were you always really in tune with customer service or is this something you've learned over time? Customer service was really ingrained uh, in me from my parents. Uh, my father is a financial advisor. I grew up going to his office, watching how he took care of his customers that were uh, investing millions of dollars uh, with him in, in the financial market. My mother has a real estate background. Uh, when I was in college, I got my real estate license, got out of college, started uh, selling real estate with my mother. I uh, did that for about 10 years before we opened the sunglass store. <clears throat> when I opened the sunglass store, uh, I wanted to bring the level of service that I had learned from my parents selling, you know, million dollar homes to customers. And I basically shrunk that down to the same level of customer service that uh, I was selling a hundred dollar pair of sunglasses to. 
So whether uh, they were purchasing a million dollar home from me 10 years ago, or they were purchasing a hundred dollar pair of sunglasses from me in my store, I provide the same level of customer service to them. I think that's such a, an important piece of business that a lot of people forget and they don't realize, um, you know, cause there's, there's definitely a, a part of, um, people who think that businesses are kind of just out to get you, especially if you deal with really big businesses, um, you're just in it for the profit. Right. And when you talk to a brand that does care, that has that focus on customer service, um, like Ibaco, it's it's refreshing and nice, and shows, wow, you can build a successful business around this piece because it's it's something that a lot of businesses, like you said, the big box brands sort of kind of forget about or ignore. Um, and I think it's refreshing. It's definitely a, a, a fresh perspective on it all. And I want to thank you, Greg, for taking the time to come on the podcast, share your story and the story of your sunglass brand. And I think for many who um, need sunglasses, because everyone needs it in any aspect of, of, their, of their lives, um, we'll definitely consider uh, checking you guys out. And if anyone is interested, you can actually enter to win a pair of sunglasses. I have a pair of the Slim, which I know is new, it will be on the site soon. Uh, they're a great pair of wooden sunglasses, uh, the slimmest pair of wooden sunglasses I've ever had, um, and I've really enjoyed them. And Greg, if anyone wants to sort of get in contact with you or or learn about what's going on in the future, what's the best way for them to do that? Absolutely. Uh, you could go to our website at uh, abacopolarized.com uh, to visit our selection. If you want to get in touch with me directly, uh, you could send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at abacopolarized.com. Uh, as I said, I read every email that comes in and out of our company. I'd be happy to respond uh, to any questions that anybody has regarding our company or our products. Awesome. With that, uh, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.